0: I don't know pa pa pa
1: to be pa pa to be pa the pa 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 And welcome to another special edition, week 15 episode of the Black Swarm Podcast. Hank Pfeiffer here with Rob Antonell and Jim Mittigley. How we doing, boys?
2: I'm good, Hank. How are you?
1: (laughs) Glad to hear you talk, bud. (laughs) Pretty good. (laughs) Better now.
2: Sorry, Hank. We didn't know which one was going to talk first. That's my bad.
1: Glad to see you take a little initiative there, Jimmy. There you go. All right. So, just real quick, I guess we need to, I don't need to, whatever, go over the Avon game, you know at uh Tigers won thirty-five ten. And uh honestly, I think pretty much most of the game I wasn't really worried about it.
2: I wasn't worried about it at all.
1: I'm just kinda sitting there even when it was early, you know, it's like What are we doing here? Just
3: twiddling <laughs> our fingers to week fifteen. Yeah, I mean, Avon had some injuries that, you know, really hurt them and the style of play that they wanted, and we knew that going into it. Um but I mean I think just coming out of the Hoban game. It it was kind of just tough in general for us to kind of get up, you know Um, We're going against an Avon that we knew was banged up and you know, we've seen them in scrimmages the last couple of years And it's not one of those huge names, you know, like a Hoban um, You know, like some of the D1 powerhouse schools that we've gone against in the past So, um, I mean, I'll admit for myself, it was maybe a little bit tougher to get up for that game um, knowing the circumstances, then you know if it was vice versa, Avon first and then Hoban. Yeah, you know, like when we got there, we um we got to a restaurant, sat down
1: for a bit, kind of decompressed from the ride, and got a few drinks. And it's like looking at the clock, like, all right, we uh, we're probably gonna miss like the first couple series, and you know, it's like, yep, no big deal. We're just gonna walk into Maslin, just you know, blowing their socks off.
3: Yeah, I mean, it would it would help if. We didn't have to stop at the car afterwards and put on three more layers of clothes. Um, But, yeah, I mean, we were in no rush to get there, get great seats and, you know, see the opening kickoff. We we missed a little bit more than I would have liked. But, you know, I think we only missed the first drive. Yeah. So, I mean, not too bad. Um, But, you know, now we're going into week 15. And, I mean, wow, there's there's no excuse not to feel it this week. Right. I mean... It, I did find it interesting. We brought up the last
1: podcast when you guys weren't here, but Jim, what you brought up the other night about how this doesn't it, – it still hasn't quite set in that it's week 15, you know, just because like we talked about because we were so high up for Hoban and then Avon, we just kind of assumed it was going to happen and it looks like, you know, now it's here. And, and really this has been like a culmination of what the whole season's been kind of, you know, it was like – it's like we all expected to go back to week fifteen, so we just kinda it's like, okay, we gotta get through, you know, nine weeks of football. You enjoy the McKinley week no matter what. And then we got another four weeks we gotta get through before we get back to where we should be this year.
3: Yeah, all year long, I think, you know, everybody kinda had Hoban as, you know, the game that We needed to win this year. You know, it was the game that we had to get to. We had to win that one. And it came and gone, and the season wasn't over yet. So, you know, we're working our way to week 15. But in a lot of people's minds, there was, you know, McKinley, Hoban, state championship game. And, you know, we got over, you know, those two hurdles. Here we are, where we expected to be. Um, but I I don't know I don't know where to go from there
1: at all. Um, <laughs> I mean I guess we can just go into uh our next opponent here in the state championship game, the uh, Cincinnati LaSalle Lancers. You know, so uh, let's take a look at them. What side of the ball you want to look at first, Robert?
3: Uh, let's look at their offense. All right, I will let you. You're okay. the stat guy. <laughs> let you read off there. I'll go off their offense. Um, all right. So in general, I mean they have a pretty good offensive line. Um, A, a pretty good-sized offensive line from left to right, 6'1", 290, 6'2", 241, 6'2", 260, 6'3", 320, and 6'1", 265. Um, they'll also use their nose tackle on offense every now and then when they feel they need to um, or situationally. Um, he's 6'1", 275. Uh, the strength of their offensive line is probably the interior their two guards and their center um, which is a junior sophomore sophomore Um, but the two tackles are seniors and they're two captains of the team that's something that you know coach Moore really wanted to point out so overall as a unit they're very very solid you know they might not have any huge standout individuals on the offensive line but they work very well together um They have two different running backs that they use. Um, They're both three-star recruits. One is a senior, one's a sophomore, 5'11", 207, and 5'9", 190. Um, The senior, I believe, is committed to Northwestern, and the sophomore has an offer from Northwestern.
1: Yeah, that sounds right.
3: Um, So, you know, both great athletes there. Um, When it comes to their receivers, um, they do a lot of, Four wide receiver sets. Um, their two main guys, uh, Devontae Smith. He's a junior, six foot two hundred. Um, he's also one of their safeties, but he's a three-star athlete with a lot of offers, um, like notably Penn State as being one of them. Their other receiver, Jake Seibert, He's a senior, um, 6'1", 180. He's a three-star athlete. He's committed to Ohio State as a kicker. Um, not as a receiver, but he he's their other you know second leading receiver you should say. Um, so he's going to Ohio State to be a kicker. Um, their entire offense really runs through their quarterback. Zach Brainham. he's a junior 510 200. he was first team all GCL. Um, a lot of these guys were, you know, all GCL players. I wasn't listing that off, but um, the offense really runs through him. He's a gifted runner. He really orchestrates the show very well. So, I mean, that's the guy we're going to be looking to stop.
1: Yeah. Um, they, at the, the bread and butter play is the inside, uh, the inside zone read, you know, the quarterback, uh, the line blocking for inside zone, the quarterback reading the defensive end. If the end sits, hands it off the running back who follows his blockers. If he, crashes on it he'll pull the ball and go attack space and when he gets out in space he's very dangerous he's a good runner he's very decisive he's um not to be cliche but he's actually deceptively fast i mean he's uh when he gets you know out in the open like that and he turns on the jets, he finds that other gear and he'll leave guys in the dust i've seen him on film It like he's made guys that had angles on them like look slow uh they run a lot of i don't think we've really seen it much honestly outside of a little bit of a I guess you could argue the power read is we've seen a lot of or they run a lot of bash which is pretty much inverted zone read where they're going to run the running back on a sweep path and if the D end crashes down he'll hand off to the running back to attack space and if the D end sits the quarterback pulls the ball and follows on an inside run so they're not afraid to run him inside get him a little you know get him tackled and he's he looks like a very good runner a very good football player um, and they like to do with the run game is kind of the same thing we do you know pull the defense up get him playing up and then attack with uh, some vertical shots I think their bread and butter plays are four verts and then switch verts uh, they'll run a little bit of other stuff comebacks hitches some quick outs to kind of complement the passing game a little bit of screen game too but uh, when they if they had the choice, they're going to throw deep. His arm didn't impress me that much, certainly, nowhere near our quarterbacks. But having, you know, like we've seen all year, having a couple D1 receivers on the outside will certainly help your quarterback against any matchup. Like Rob said, they're a big spread team. They'll go four wide a lot, base out of that. Um, they'll bring in a little bit of double fullback stuff, kind of like what we do. Uh, but they do run an exceptional amount of empty, which is a. Uh, only good for two things, really, in my opinion. One, when your quarterback can sling it anywhere on the field, which this guy really can't, in my opinion. Or when your quarterback is an excellent runner, so you have to defend a true 53 and a third on the field. And I think that's what they want to do. They like to spread the defense out, help find that quarterback's creases
3: to really gash the defense yeah so as you can see they they have some athletes and playmakers on offense and i mean with that some of these guys play both ways um they have a pretty talented defense a lot of athletes on the field um so if you just want to dive into that um their defensive line probably not the strongest unit on the field for them they do have a good nose tackle um He's 6'1", 275, but their two ends are 6'12 20 and 6'2", 25. Um, so not the biggest guys in the world. Um, just in general, not the strongest part of their defense is their defensive line. Um, their linebackers, thats they, they have some athletes there. Uh, the one running back, the younger running back, um, he starts as a Sam linebacker, You know, 5'9", 190, has an offer from Northwestern, like I said. Um their Mike is a senior, he's 6'3" 225. Uh their Will is a junior, 6'1" 210. Um both of those guys were all GCL players. Um so they got voted a top player in their league down there in Cincinnati. Um they do also rotate their starting running back in as a linebacker. He'll play all three spots. Um they can re- so they can really get another athlete out there um, or if there's an injury or situationally they want to get somebody else out there. Um, their safeties are exceptional. Uh, their strong safety is... Is he committed to Ohio State? Has an offer from Ohio offer. State? I think offer. Um, he at least has an offer from Ohio State. He's a three-star athlete, 6'3", 210 as a junior. Um, and then another safety is the receiver i mentioned earlier he's also a junior has an offer from penn state six foot 200 Um, and then they're what we label as a weak safety they kind of use him as a rover in their system they'll bump him down to like a linebacker or push him back into a safety depending on um you know what kind of front they're running i'll let hank get into that deeper after this um, but he's 6'3", 205, and sometimes you might see him down in the box. Sometimes you might see him back in coverage. Um, both of their corners are good players. Uh, they're both juniors, 5'10", 200, 5'11", 200. One has an offer from Iowa State, among others. He's a three-star athlete, and the other corner was an all-GCL player. So in general, I think the defensive backfield is probably the strongest um, you know, unit for them between, you know, their two big-time safeties and their two corners. Um, They're very strong on the back end, and I wouldn't be surprised if they try to lean on them a little bit more this week than others.
1: Yeah, uh, like Rob said, they run a three-safety type system because they like to switch between the the 3-3 stack, the odd stack, and um, just a regular 3-4 kind of base odd front. And how we have uh, Woolard, who will jump back and forth between like a dn type and an out backside outside linebacker they have that weak safety that'll he'll either rotate down to play the backside outside linebacker or kind of bump out or you know bump back to play that uh to play that stack weak side safety um they stay pretty much exclusively odd front you know three down they'll bump down to bear a little bit that's just covering up all five linemen pretty much uh Coach Moore mentioned how they'll run, they treat different teams, they treat teams differently that go four wide, two by two, you know, teams that they think they're just flat out better than they'll stay in single high um, teams that they kind of respect or fear the passing game a little bit. They'll, uh, they'll run too high safety, kind of play back a little bit, little cover two, cover four type deal. Um, but like Rob said, the defensive front is not that they're not impressive. I've seen a couple a couple different games where it, Looked like he got pushed around a bit. The nose guard, Coach Moore highlighted he had one like one clip on film of him bullying some center that I can't imagine was really that good. And uh, But for the most part, I saw that other teams were kind of dictating the line of scrimmage and what they wanted to do with it. Uh, I know Covington Catholic uh, and Winton Woods beat them. They're the only two losses that LaSalle had this year, and Covington seemed to move the ball at will on them. So that's something to look at. Uh, If you can find that game online, you know, go do it. I'm not going to tell you where I got it because
3: research. Covington Catholic's also a very good team. Yes. Um, They were undefeated in the regular season. I don't know what their final record was, but I think I saw that they were like number three or number four in the Midwest, according to Max Preps. I think we were number one, and then Covington Catholic was like number three or four.
2: I think I saw they were ranked one in Kentucky.
3: Yeah, I mean they they're they're a very good team. I don't know anything about them besides what their ranking is nationally.
1: Yeah. They're well. All you need to know is they're fourteen and zero heading into play their state championship game, and so they are a very good team. Um, really, I would expect them if they think they can lean on their DBs. I would expect a game plan looking a lot like. Barberton or Penn Trafford, you know, kind of basing from the stack, going man free, that man coverage with a single high safety and trying to get a fifth guy down blitz, get pressure on Aiden. Um, But I don't know if their athletes can beat ours. You know, we got the two fastest guys in the state out wide and you saw what we did to both Penn Trafford and Barberton. Do I think these guys are better than those two teams? Of course I do. But I think our athletes are better than theirs at those two matchup positions. If they don't, if they want to stay too high and try and take away what, uh, you know, what we do best, and that's force the ball downfield, then we'll do the other thing we do best. We just happen to do a lot of things the best, which is run the ball. You know, I think this play, these playoffs, we've uh, shown we will gladly take what the defense gives us. If you're Warren or Perry, and you want to stay single high in that stack look and Try and, you know, force us to throw the ball. We'll shred you through the air. If you're Avon or Hoban and you want to... Well, not even Hoban, but if you're Avon or Barbadan or anybody else that's kind of played off of us this year, we'll just shred you at the ground game. I think, what, Zion had 150-some rushing yards, four touchdowns last week. Because Avon stayed too high all night. They gave up the run, and we gladly took it. Uh... I don't think they can quite replicate what Hoban did. Hoban is probably the best coached team and some, and honestly the most athletes on the field that in the state of Ohio, barring us. And what they did defensively, it was a hell of a game plan. I don't want to, without a whiteboard, I can't really get into it too much, but they just did the absolute most to take away our run and our passing game at the same time.
3: Yeah, I mean, like you said, I wouldn't be surprised if Lasalle does, you know, try to stack the box a little bit more, rely on those highly recruited athletes they have on the back end. Um, I, I'm just not sure if it's going to work. I think that we're going to keep running the ball, and we're going to run pretty effectively. I think we'll control the line of scrimmage. That's what we do, and we'll take our shots when we need to. Um, you know, I mean, like like last week we don't need to pass the ball. Right? Um and then there's times where we pass it a lot. That's that's what's so great about our offense, about our team, about our philosophy. Um and I I wouldn't be surprised, like I said, if they do that, because I mean that's probably what I would do if I were them. Because no matter what, we're going to get a couple shots. You know, no matter what coverage you play, no matter who you have, Maslin's going to get a couple of shots deep, right? Um But there has been some instances this year where teams have kind of slowed us down with the pass. You know, I think Barberton in the first half did a pretty good job. Um, You know, mind you, they had to be very physical and very happy that the refs didn't throw any flags. And also had to change up their entire defensive structure before the game. But I think with how good our athletes are, how, you know, we have two highly recruited receivers out wide a highly recruited quarterback we can throw the ball pretty well i think if teams really want to try to stop the pass not that they can but we're just going to go the other directions um so i think we're just going to keep doing what we've done all year take what the defense gives us there's no reason not to and uh so it's all going to come down to how a plays us um either way i think we will be able to control the line on them um, I like, you know, our offense line versus their box. So we're going to keep running the ball. That's what we do. And, uh, you know, we'll see how how much LaSalle adjusts from what they normally do.
1: And one thing to look for is I saw kind of a trend of a lot of teams trying to go underneath a little bit in the passing game. I don't know if we'll ha- have to necessarily lean on that part because we don't do that much in our offense. But we showed a couple things in the – avon game that i don't know it was kind of a blink you miss it moment and we've had repped other stuff throughout the year that i think we can kind of hit them underneath too if we want to it's just never been a big part of our game plan but if it's there we can take it
3: yeah i mean we we're such a vertical team and you know we're not afraid to say that but i mean with that we've had a lot of crossing routes throughout the year um i mean i remember we tried doing it once against hoban and I think they were the first team that like, kind of sniffed it out and, you know, they hit us while we tried doing it. Um, but, I mean, that's a good learning experience. Now you know. Yep. <laughs> you know, avoid the linebacker, right? Um, <laughs> change the angle of your route. You know, here's the window that we need to hit. Here's the window we need to throw it in. Um, so we have a lot of stuff. You know, it, it's not, there's no coverage out there that we don't know how to beat if we want to. It's just usually if you're doing something dedicated to stopping one part of our offense, we're just going to use the other one. You know, we're going to find your weakness. And, you know, having such a well-balanced team like that, we're able to do it. And that's what got us here so far um, because we don't just stick to our guns one way or the other. So we have such a talented team. You have to try to stop both. And it's really tough to stop both.
1: Yeah. I I really don't have much to add. Like you said, I mean, I really do like our matchup in the trenches, both sides of the ball, honestly. They have a good offensive line, but we have Manny McElroy anchoring down that center of the defense. Great, you know, edge guys, hard hitting safeties that I, that quarterback's going to have a long day. And conversely on the offense side of the ball you know I think we are going to eat their front alive they're gonna to have to try and blitz get uh, they're gonna to have to try and change up the front more so than what they've shown really to uh have any hope against our run game and uh, Jimmy you have anything else to add before we move on
2: um I think we haven't really talked about our defense very much uh, throughout the whole year um, something to bring up is no one scored on us in the whole. Uh, playoff at least, in the second half. Um, you're going to have to score early and often, I think, to beat us. Um, I hear people say it all the time. I think you're going to have to put five touchdowns on us to get a chance. Um, I mean, every game we've put up 40-plus except for one, two, three. Um, so if you have a chance to beat us and our offense is clicking, it's going to be a 3-5 plus touchdown game. And I don't know if our defense can not let that happen. I mean, it's it's going to be hard for a team to score 5 plus times on our defense.
3: Um I mean, our our defense has been a lights out. I mean, we we brush on it every now and then. Um they definitely don't get as much credit as they deserve. Um sometimes really good defense is boring in the stat books. Yeah. Right? You're you're forcing a lot of three of outs. You're not giving up a lot of yards. The one place that it looks great is on the scoreboard at the end of the night. And, you know our defense has been amazing. You know for two two and a half years, I think is where we kind of set that benchmark of where it just kind of it changed. Yep. Um. Just overnight, you know, from our perspective, it, it just changed. They really locked down, and I mean it's really tough to score on our on our defense, and. I mean, like you said, it. We like controlling the line of scrimmage. You know, we we don't just score a hundred times to run up the score. So, but but we're able to. You know, I I think we we're trying to we're controlling the clock. We're just trying to trying to control every aspect of the game. And if a team wants to get into a shootout, I, I, our defense is good enough that I don't think anybody in the country is going to get into a shootout against our defense.
2: And I think we learned that last year against East St. Louis. Even if it is a shootout, our defense will they'll, eventually put they'll their get foot there. down. Yeah.
3: I mean, we're, we're just so good at making adjustments on the fly. I mean, if you even look at last week, you know, our defense changed in the second half. They were much better than they were in the first half. And, you know, we only gave up 10 points total, but there was still a shift from playing good to playing great. Um, so, I mean, yeah, our defense doesn't get enough credit, and, uh, I mean, they're really good, and I think with how much firepower we have on offense, and we love to talk about it all the time, it would it's really hard-pressed for a team to beat us because of it, because they know they're going to have to try to kill clock, and they're going to have to slow the game down and turn it into a 14-7, 17-14 type of game. And our defense is up for that challenge. They're going to go out there. They're not going to let you march all the way down against them and score seven points. And with that, our offense is going to go out and get points. So, I mean, you're definitely right there. Um, I I can't imagine LaSalle's going into it thinking we have to win, you know, 44-42. Um, I think they're going to do what everybody does. They're going to try to control the clock, try to keep our offense off the field, and, you know, try to make their way down the field with their quarterback. But, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a lower-scoring game.
1: Yeah, I'd say the McKinley game, 2017, is right where everything just clicked for our, for our defense. You know, we held, I think, honestly, everybody, even have to, you even asked the coaching staff now, everybody was expecting us to get blown out of the water. Mm-hmm. And for us to win, what was it, 16-15? Mm-hmm. And one of the most like slugfest type looking, just body blow kind of games I've ever seen in my life. Um, that's where it all came together for me. Looking back
3: on it now, I I go back. I think a week or two before that yeah. against Saint V. Okay, I think we ended up losing the game, but our defense played lights out in that. Well, and it's just it was one of those games where very similar. It was a yeah. low scoring game. I, I'm not sure if we scored in the second half of that game.
1: I think it was um, like a ten to seven punt fest. Yeah. I mean I our has.
3: defense really locked up right there. Mm-hmm. And that was the turning point for me was the St. V game two years ago. Yeah. I can I can see that. Um
1: and one thing that's kinda it just clicked in my head that kinda it almost went unnoticed to me is in all the booster club meetings, you know, Coach Moore he shows highlights of special teams defense and offense and he'd always say something to the effect of oh they're doing this thing in the first half and you know at halftime coaches made a couple adjustments here and we shut it down and that's one thing that our defense this year has been absolutely lights out on is halftime adjustments teams have scored in 14 weeks of football one touchdown in the second half on our starting defense and not only does that speak to the coaches, that speaks to the... that Well, not only does that speak to the players, that speaks to the coaches as well. You know, uh, McConnell and Leno up in the box and everybody else, all the coordinator, all the uh, position coaches doing their part. It's, it's a whole unit. Players, coaches, everything working together, keeping that defense rolling. And what was it? Who said about the uh, shootout with uh, East St. Louis? Yeah. Yeah. You look at the box score for Hoban... It looks like we were in a shootout, but they only scored one touchdown in the second half. You know, I think that's it. kind of goes to my point, too, that we make those halftime adjustments and you're not going to be stopping our offense in the second half either. So you better run up that score to about, uh, you better try to get, I'd say, yeah, let's call it. Uh, i say 35. Let's let let's call it, you better get up to like 54, 55 points in the first <laughs> half if you're going to have any hope of beating us.
3: Yeah, our defense is so good at making adjustments. I mean, our, our offense is too. Um, but defensively, we go into the game with such a great game plan to begin with. And then, like Cotolino said, we have a notebook of if they do this to counter what we're doing, then we're going to do this. You know, we're always thinking three steps ahead. You know, we're going to try to stop this. And when we do, they're gonna go to this. And when they go to this, we're gonna do this. And then they're gonna go to this, you know. So A B C D E. And then in the first half, there's always gonna be those that one little thing that you you couldn't plan for, you know, something a little bit different. And at halftime, we're able to go in and change it, and we come out in the second half, and we can just adjust so well. And it's it's so tough for an offense who is already on their their Maslin game plan. You know, we are going to try to beat Maslin this way. To come out at half in the second half and say, okay, well now we also have to do this. We have to do something different because they caught on to us, um, and that's why you know our defense has just been so amazing. And you know those adjustments are you know not something that everybody might notice, but I mean, yeah, our second half defense this year has been amazing. So um, it's going to be tough. You know, if you're, if you're playing Maslin, you better get that lead early because your scoring is going to get worse as the game goes on.
1: Yeah, I, and I think it uh, kind of goes back to something Lino said too. You know, we play so much base, we're just so good at that, that anything you prepare for is going to be attacking our base. And um, usually during the week you'll add, you know, uh, maybe a, two, three, four things in your offense because it's a lot harder to change your offense than it is your defense. You're going to add one, two, three, four things in your offense, and you're going to have such a hard time running your stuff against our stuff that you're going to have to lean on those things you installed specifically for us, especially in the first half trying to run up, get that score up. And you're going to come out in the second half. You unloaded the gun. You got nothing left. We adjusted for it. We can stop it now. Uh, it's, it's going to be tough to beat us, man. I, I don't know what else to say. I got a good feeling about this week. I had a good feeling about it last year, too. But just watching them more now, I got a really good feeling that if we come out, we play our game, we do exactly what we need to do, we win that game of
3: inches, I think we're finally going to do it. Yeah, I I noticed yesterday, I I was almost worried because I thought having confidence was a negative. You know, I I kind of... Thought to myself there, there's too many people Saying we're gonna win You know we're, we're overconfident We don't need to be talking about Celebrations and Parades and all this stuff But There's a co- Huge difference between being Overconfident and being confident You know overconfidence Is when you don't take things seriously When You skip a step When you don't come out ready and that's, that's not who we are at all. So I think this, this confidence that we have is well-deserved. And mind you, I, I'm still in no spot where I want to talk about celebrations or a parade. I, I think we're in a spot that we haven't been in, in a long time, where we're going into this. And the general consensus throughout the city is that we're going to win. It's going to happen. You know, I thought we were going to win last year. But there was a lot of naysayers out there, you know, inside of Maslin, outside of Maslin, saying you can't beat Hoban, it's not possible. You know, this year, I'm not seeing anybody north of Columbus saying that it's impossible to beat LaSalle. So, I mean, I, I think it's good that we have this confidence from, like, the fans' perspective. I know our kids are always ready. Our coaches are ready. Um... But I, I'm not going to lie. I was a little worried when I saw everybody was saying just, yeah, we're going to win. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I get that too. The, I think it was the Hoban game when I kind of caught myself like I didn't like how good I felt going in. You know, it's when you just because I think I keep thinking back to the Hoban game last year. I felt really good about that game. I, I don't know if I was just like looking for signs or stuff, but it seemed like the stars were aligning. We we're finally going to do it. And we've kind of talked, we've talked about it before, you know, honestly, we play that game 10 times. I think it it goes five and five. Mm -hmm. It was pretty much even, and we just lost the game of inches that round. But I feel, I feel good. You know, I'm not sitting here, I'm not hoping we're going to win. I'm not like praying that we're going to win. I believe that we're going to win this game.
3: Yeah, I, maybe it's just because we went last year, so now it's back to back. I I still just can't believe that it's week fifteen. Like this yeah. is the state championship game. I'm sure when we show up on Thursday and I go up and I get inside the stadium, it's it's just gonna hit me. Yeah, but, I think so too. I mean, right now it's just it's just tough to believe. It's week fifteen. It's week yeah. fifteen already. You yeah. know. Um, yeah, I man. can't believe
2: it's week fifteen. It's, it feels like week like 11, 12, mm-hmm. weather wise too. It's usually snow's fallen. It, you know, is, last it year, is
3: literally snowing right now. Is it? Your truck is covered in snow right <laughs> oh, now. Oh, well.
2: I, I, it, <laughs> it wasn't snowing when we got here. It was three hours ago.
3: Welcome to Talking to Jim,
2: everybody. Sorry, guys. Um, but usually it's like freezing. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember when I was a kid, we were at the Wharf, Rubber Bull for yeah. some reason. And there was two inches of ice mm-hmm. where your feet were. Yeah. And it was like, this is week 12. And that's what I always thought week 13, 14, 15 was. And now it's, yeah, it, this it is 40 degrees. It definitely and...
3: seemed colder last year.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't. I think it's because I know I finally learned how to properly dress and layer for the elements. Mm-hmm. I am cozy in those stands. I mean,
3: I wear a lot of layers, but I wore a lot of layers last year, too. So I don't. I remember, like, when we went over to Hoover for the regional championship last game. It, it, it was
2: cold.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it yeah. was cold.
3: It was, it was, it was and I mean, game. I was th- just as layered up as I was for any game this year. But um, yeah, it it does seem warmer. I don't, but I mean, it it's week fifteen. Yeah, yeah. This is the last one. You know, I don't know about you
1: guys, but I've like I've been trying to put myself in that situation of the clock hitting zero in Madison having the higher score. I was doing that last year, too. I never could figure out how I was going to react. And I think, at least, Rob, you and I got a little bit of taste of that week 13 after we beat Hoban, finally. But I still don't know how I'm going to feel for that game. And I know, I don't think really anybody in Madison knows how they're going to feel. You know, this is something we've been waiting since Mm -hmm. 1974. It's something that this whole city has just been, its it, and it's always something. You know, we got in the 80s when we made a couple runs at it. Yeah. To, 2005, 2018. I think it's been too long. I think this city
3: deserves to know what it feels like to win a state championship. Yeah, I mean couple days ago I, I was thinking the same thing i was like running the scenario through my head of you know when we win what's it gonna be like and i i just i don't think i was mentally there yet because it just kind of seemed like another you know just like any other games you know we go downtown the bus comes through and you know it, it, it's cool you get a, you get a couple cool videos of it on facebook it is what it is but i think as we get closer when i step into the stadium on Thursday, it's it's gonna hit me that this this is the real deal. This is the one, you know. So, um, man, I I obviously none of us have ever experienced a state championship. Um, I I can't imagine. It's been so long, like you said. I just, man, I just hope people don't take it for granted. Being the first one on the field ever, the first one since nineteen seventy. Mm-hmm. Man, I hope we. When we win, I hope we all feel like it, like what it's supposed to.
1: Yeah, that's. My dad found something cool. Uh, he dug something out of the basement. We got a lot of stuff to dig out of the basement. But,
2: yeah, you do.
3: Oh yeah. But uh, <laughs> <And> <laughs> this thing's going to be a huge cabin. cabin. <laughs> all right, whatever. <laughs>
1: Getting li- on with the story. <laughs> the living room. The the podcast it, room. <laughs> Hey, well, this is this is more decoration than clutter. Shut up. We can barely move, Hank. Any I don't care. You can barely move anywhere. Okay. <laughs> moving on. Anyway, moving on. Moving along. He pulled out this um, this little pennant, you know, and it said, Maslin Tigers, State Championship. And it had a magic marker written in nineteen seventy. He's like, This thing right here, you know, it's from the fifties. When, when we were winning them, it you know it's like giving them out like Oprah gives out cars, mm-hmm. and said, not
3: even a year on it, right? Just oh, we just hand them out every year.
1: Yeah, and he said my my grandpa he wrote in that 1970 at the you know Sharpie out of, Sharpie a thing back then, magic marker whatever black marker he wrote in 1970 the last time we won, and I think there it just kind of hit me you know how long it's been since mm-hmm. since we we've done this thing. Yeah. That, you know, my grandpa, he's, the guy, the man I'm named after, been dead 40 years. Um, <laughs> that, it's just, that that was the last, you know, last adult Piper to see, you know, a, a Mass and Tiger State Championship.
3: Yeah. It's and, been a long time. Yeah.
1: It's been too long. Now, before we get into the next segment, I just want to read something that I'm pretty sure it was Lieberman, put on Facebook through the through the booster club. I I would have to believe so as well. Yeah, because the man is a tremendous speaker,
2: and you can tell it was yeah. it's him talking.
1: So I'm just gonna read this off real quick. And this is uh you can go follow or look up Mass and Tiger Football Booster Club on Facebook. They have a Twitter, but they don't use it. Right. Um. You can go follow him. but. It was a picture of the crowd at last year's state championship with this little uh, caption to it. Come home, because this is it. If you've listened to your parents or your grandparents tell you the stories, you should go to this game. If you got a football when you were born, you should go to this game. If you grew up in Maslin, lived in Maslin, worked in Maslin, played for the Tigers... Went to the games, went to parades, listened for the bombs after touchdowns, got your picture with Obi, tailgated before McKinley game, got downtown after a playoff win, put a sign in your yard, painted your face. If and football is part of your life, come home and go to the game because this is it. We know the Thursday game makes it a little tougher. We know you can stream the game. We know parking can be can still be challenging at Benson. But if you if you can go You should get a ticket and go, because these kids deserve it. This is the winningest class in the history of Tiger football. They play hard and with class. They're good students and good people. They're an outstanding representation of us. They respect the history and tradition, and they play for their city as much as they play for each other. They deserve it. If you've been around the program the past couple of years, you already know that it's different. If you haven't, you've got to come be a part of this. This is the mass and you heard <clears throat> you heard the stories about from your parents and your grandparents. We've been knocking at the door, and now there's only one thing left to do. Get a ticket, come to the game, and be a part of it. Because it's just time. Go tigers, beat LaSalle.
2: Nothing more you can say there, Hank. I mean, we should just go on to the next segment.
1: Yep. So, let that uh, listen to that a time or two. I'm yeah. not, you know, yeah, that's not me. That. That's Lieberman, incredible speaker. Go listen to his podcast too. Yes yeah. he can talk. Yeah,
2: and if if you do anything, go back and listen to last last year's 15. Um, yeah, that that, too. that that speech is probably the best
1: speech we have on the whole podcast. Oh, the Game of yeah. speech from any given Sunday. No. No, his. Oh, Lieberman's his. speech. Yes, yes. The end of the... I forgot that was there. Yeah. yeah I was also questioning why you thought it would Sunday, but whatever. No, no. that not. I think that started the podcast, though. <laughs> What's wrong with that one? Yes, yes, it did. No, it's it's good. It's just not Maslin football. Yes, correct. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. We kind of uh, did a makeshift Jimmy Rigg call-in phone line.
3: Yeah, we did. <laughs> It'll work, hopefully. Oh, fingers crossed. If this is how it, the podcast ends, <laughs> it did not
1: work. <laughs> if you hear music about this time, it did not work.
2: Or if it's our cold open. It didn't work.
1: It did, yeah, it didn't work. Uh-oh. So, without further ado, let's hit those phone lines and uh, see what people have to say. <laughs> sorry hello hey coach how you doing
4: i'm good how are you
1: oh doing great so um first question let's get right into the interview how's it feel to be the first ever call-in guest on the black swarm podcast
4: uh, it feels fantastic so <laughs> how's, how's this work are we, is it live
1: uh no this is not live we can still edit there's definitely gonna be some edit points here or there.
4: Okay. So this is so this is you, you call in and, and record it and then you piece it together later.
1: I mean I'd like it to be one succinct conversation, but sure we can do that.
4: Oh <laughs> well, I'm just asking. I just I just have no idea how this works.
1: Neither uh, do we. Yeah, yeah. that's good because uh, we're also making this up on the fly. <laughs>
2: well, good. It, it, that part's obvious.
1: <laughs> Yikes.
2: <laughs> Not bad, huh?
1: <laughs> I am going to take that as a compliment and run with it. <laughs> All right, so first real question, I suppose. Um, just how's everybody feeling, you know, being back week 15, second year in a row, j- getting in, ready to, uh, ready to go do this thing?
4: I mean, I think everybody feels pretty good. Um, our, our kids um, I, I think are, are very confident right now. Um, we, we had our third practice of the week uh, today, which is Tuesday, I think right To everybody else?
1: Yeah yeah. yeah Wednesday
4: yeah. to us. It was Wednesday to us we, we practiced on on Sunday brought the kids in on Sunday practice. Um, had a, had a Monday practice. It was um, it was like a week 11 Monday. So, so you know, week eleven is a short week, uh, but it's it's a short week Sunday or sorry Saturday to Friday. Um, and this week was a short week Friday to Thursday, so that necessitated coming in on Sunday. So we came in on Sunday and practiced and in, in, um, had a full Monday practice, uh, but in shell, um, a full Monday minus inside run. And so that's how we, we rolled Sunday, had a good practice. Um, and then had a full Tuesday practice on Monday. Um, and then Wednesday practice today, Wednesday practice, heavy special teams, heavy, heavy, um, not, not just heavy, all, all team periods uh, for offense and defense. So, you know, that, that's where we sit right now. And, uh, you know, so practice is, is essentially over at this point. Um, and, and so it was a good week. Uh, kids are feeling good, spirits are high, um, everybody's feeling pretty confident, and um, you know, ready to get our Thursday practice done tomorrow and Wednesday and, 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 and head into Thursday.
3: Yeah, Coach, so, you know, not this isn't the first time that a lot of these kids have been here before. Um, honestly, I, I haven't looked at the math, but, you know, these seniors might be the most experienced class to ever come through Maslin. Um, is that something that you've kind of noticed as it's gone on? And is there anything that you've relayed to the kids about this being their last game?
4: Uh, no, not at all. Um, we are, we're we're not approaching it like that at all. Um, there's been, there's been no mention of anything last other than to say that we're not talking about anything being last. Um, so far as much as there's Saturday report times on, on this week's itinerary, just like there is on every other. Um, we're, we're approaching it just like it's it's the next step in the evolution. Um, we're, not, we're not looking at any kind of finality. Um, we want it to feel as normal as possible. Um, we're not in the, in the nostalgia business. Um, that, that, has, that has no place in what we're doing. Um, we, we've got a game to win on Thursday, same as we have. Uh, all the 14 weeks before and uh, that that's the approach that we're taking
1: um we had Stu on here the other day and he said he mentioned how this year feels different than last in that last year it was like it felt like an accomplishment that we even got to this point and it's like all right let's go see if we can do this and this year it he said it feels like all right we got here, but this isn't it. The goal is to go get that ring. Um, do you feel the same way? How's the um, How's the team feeling like this year compared to last?
4: Um, you know, I don't know if I agree with that a hundred percent. I definitely respect Stu's opinion. Um, I, I, I do think it feels different. Um, you know, I, I I think the biggest difference is. You know, last year we're going into. Uh, really, we're coming out of week fourteen.
1: Um,
4: with with a, a major injury to, if not our best player, uh, at, at at the very least, um, a a one one of the top players on our team. Um, a guy who who been a four year starter and, and a guy who who you could definitely say was was kind of the guy that, yeah, I don't know if this this is the right way to put, put it, uh, you know, as far as, you know, the, the way you put things in today's society, but our bully, I mean, the guy that, that everybody could stand behind um, and feel like we had a shot against anybody, and and going into week 15, you know, with, with Javier Thomas and, and the broken ankle, I, 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 I don't think there's any way to, to say it didn't suck the win out of everybody. You know, it was, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was, I mean, it was, it was, it was traumatic, to be honest. Um, you know, you got this guy that's, he's a four year starter. This is something he'd been working with, working towards uh, for four years. You know, we'd finally got there and, and now he was going to be able to play. Um, a guy that it meant the world to. Um, i think that 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 i think that sucked the win out of, out of everybody i really do and and i think that was um you know a, a big part of the fact that you know we had we had, a, we had a, a team that was always confident in all situations last season rolling into a week 15 unsure of itself um and 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 how that first half played out and you know, you, you can't, you can't, um, you know, you can't change the past of what happened, and, and and you can't really say, well, you know, maybe if this happens this way, you know, maybe things are different. But um, I know that it feels different walking on the field week fifteen if Jameer Thomas is standing up. I know that.
1: Yeah, we'd uh, we'd have to agree with you, um, uh, Rob.
3: You look like you got something to ask. <laughs> Um, I mean, just like you know, last year, you know, we had kids that had to step up, and you know, same thing this year. Um, no devastating injury really to talk about, um, right now. But we, we've still had kids that have stepped up, and you know, I think that goes along with our experience and our philosophy. Um, last year going against Hoban, I think that was a team that a lot of Maslin people might have been a little bit more familiar with than a Cincinnati La Um. Is there a quick way that you could just summarize what kind of team we're going to be going against this week for somebody that may have missed the Booster Club meeting?
4: I mean, they're, they're an excellent football team, excellent program. Um, offensively, um, mostly spread two by two, three by one, uh, some tight end and fullback sets, and, and some empty, um, some unbalanced sets. But but mostly mostly st- your your general spread sets two by two three three by one. Um,
1: Got disconnected. Oh, that's
2: not good. No. Mm. We lost him. That was annoying. <laughs>
4: Did you hang up on me?
1: Uh, I. The app might have. I we certainly
3: didn't. (laughs) We had you. We had you pretty much. Pretty much summarize the offense is kind of where it cut off
4: at. So the two by two, three by one. Um, We'll we'll, we'll take shots down the field, Um, but but base offense, uh, you know, inside zone read. Um, The quarterback's a dangerous runner. Fair amount of outside zone off of Jet. They've they've got two power five running backs that that they'll utilize. And and, and the quarterback's a dynamic player. The quarterback's the guy that makes everything go. Um, Great player. And then defensively, odd front. Um, Go back and forth between odd stack and three, four, depending on the game. Um, Some two high, some one high. same thing, kind of di- kind of game dependent. Um, so, we'll, we'll have to figure out what they want to come out in against us. Uh, but the strength of their defense is most definitely the defensive backfield. They've got uh, four power fives, defensive backs back there. And, and, and the guy that's, that is not an offered kid is is really good. It's, is, I'd say, just as good as the other one. So, I'm, I'm not sure what's going on with, with him and why he's not offered way the other three are, but um, um, probably four of the, the best, uh, uh, or at least highly, most highly recruited defensive backs on any one team in the state of Ohio, I would say, and probably most of the country.
1: All right. Um, I'm sure our listeners are going to love that. We got two questions left for you. First one, on a scale of what are the keys to winning the game, to how do you prepare for Perry's wing tee? How tired of you? How tired are you of answering the question? What's it like to play against your former school?
4: Was that was that all one question? <laughs>
1: <laughs> just uh, how often have you met have you been asked that question? And how like does it, it, it just get tiresome answering the same question every time?
4: Oh, uh, uh, how, often, how often do I get the question about? About playing up LaSalle?
1: Yeah, like, what's it like? Oh. I just assume you've had a lot of uh, what's it like to play against the school you coached for.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, that's been a pretty state topic. Um, you know, I would say, you know, to be honest, um, was it a, was it a little strange, you know, the first time I, I, I put on our itinerary, you know, beat LaSalle? Uh, yeah, I mean it was definitely a little strange, not because I don't I don't feel that that's the correct statement, but just because you know for two years, you know I I, I also typed Lasalle in my itineraries, but it wasn't Beat Lasalle, so you know it's just it's it's um, you know that part of it is at at you know when I was first typing things out, that was a little strange in the beginning. Um, but but to be honest, I mean being five years separated. You know, none of the kids on the on the team played for me. Um, there are some coaches on, on the staff that, that were on my staff, and so the, I mean th- that'll actually be something. That it's, it's pretty neat, you know, pregame to talk to those guys for a second and, and shake hands and, and, and you know wish them good luck, you know, in a um, you know in a, in a in a good sportsmanship sort of way. Um, but r- really, I mean, other than that, um, it makes very little difference. Um, you know they're 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 the next team that that's in um in line on on the warpath. I mean, so you know whether it's Los or anybody else, you know that 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 really doesn't matter.
1: That's awesome to hear, and uh, I like you throwing in the term warpath there. you're Starting to sound like uh, Coach Stu there a little there bit. Here we go. So last Would have
5: been question. To <laughs>
1: So, last question we asked it, we've asked it of everybody this year: is a pop tart a ravioli?
4: Um, it's a pop tart or ravioli? Uh, I'd say, I'd say there's zero percent chance <laughs> that <laughs> ever anywhere. <laughs> Um, is a pop tart a ravioli no I mean uh, a, a pop tart is a delicious breakfast pastry that you put in the toaster and and uh, and, and you, you have a, a crispy flaky outer crust um, with a with a at its best a, a fruity interior Um you know not always but 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 most like some something sweet and and a ravioli it's not a pastry it's a pasta it's a stuffed pasta so i i mean is it is a is a pop tart a ravioli no (laughs) zero percent you know when did when in time did the pasta did the did the, the pop tart separate from the ravioli you know and the evolution of food items it was probably closer you know than maybe some other things but you know maybe they're cousins <laughs> but but are they are they the same thing no not at all <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right well.
4: Coach? Is, a, is, a, is, a, is a is a is a is a is a stool a chair?
1: Uh-oh. Oh, oh! <laughs> I think you just gave us next year's question, coach.
4: I mean, there's there's no way a stool's a chair. Uh-oh. It's similar. It, it it functions in the same way. You can sit on it, but is it a chair?
1: I right? would. Eh, eh, eh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see the argument there. Well, Coach, we uh—that's my take on it. <laughs> all right. Um, we appreciate that doctoral level breakdown of why a Pop Tart is not a ravioli. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we have you on here in the off season, hopefully celebrating a victory and with a nice new ring on your finger, we uh, yeah. we can get into that hey, little more me, heated topic. But um,
4: let me let me give you let me give you the most important piece, and I'm going to go.
1: All right, you listening? Yes, sir. All right, put the uh,
4: G, G, G headphones on. Yes. Okay. Go Tigers! Beat LaSalle!
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Go yeah. Tigers, coach.
2: <laughs> coach, Moore <worth> signing off.
3: <laughs> Thanks, coach. Thanks, <laughs> nice, coach.
2: Okay. I'll just sit here and not say.
1: Please.
3: <laughs> you you can talk to your brother. What's up, you ugly-haired bit?
2: Why not answer
3: Came, I
5: saw it conquered. Your <laughs> call has been forwarded. Oh,
1: again. No. <laughs> he <laughs> had a shot. It's over. Now. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Moving on. I Sorry, I think, Matt. I think he overestimated how much he wanted to be on. Oh, H. Hello? Hello, Ted. You're on the Black Swarm Hotline. How's it going? Good.
5: Is this Rob? Yes, sir. Rob and Frank the Tank? Hank. Yes. Hank, thanks All for right. being an
1: avid listener, man.
5: Pleasure <laughs> to be on. We got we to gotta come up with a nickname for Rob. Uh, I don't know what uh, would be appropriate, but... Uh, it's Rob Bob. Kevin. I'm open.
3: I'm open to suggestions. Rob the Jackass. <laughs> oh, God. We, okay. need a, we need a new nickname.
1: Ah, yes. Yeah. Uh, something Something flattering.
3: Yeah. yeah. Um. So, Head Sizemore, uh, huge interaction guy of the Black Swarm podcast, a big fan. Um. I think I read something from you earlier. I mean, what's your connection to Maslin?
5: You know, there really is no connection, Rob. Um. I, I I'm gonna be honest with you. I I travel around for work. I'm a railroad uh, railroad worker uh was working up on the akron uh akron west line it runs from astubula on over to chicago and uh i think it may have been around the 2014 or 15 season when steubenville came up to play mass and i said you know i gotta check this out you know i've i've i'm a big fan of uh big fan of football in general uh you know uh really uh, interested in history and you know I lo- absolutely love football so' we're, you know working the two connections come greater together than right there in masslin
3: yeah I mean if you're a fan of football and a fan of history this is definitely a great spot for you um so I, I could understand why you know maybe you came to that one game you had a good impression but you know it's been a couple of years and you're not from around here what what keeps bringing you back what what is the special thing? What's the best part about Madison that's really drawing you in?
5: Well, when you come into, you know, Paul Brown Tiger Stadium, you can't help but, you know, you just can't help but be, you know, it, it's just a magical place. You know, you just you come in there. Uh, you can't help but think of the, the same names that's been in there, The you know, uh, all the great coaches, all the great players. Uh, you know, there, it's just nothing like it in Ohio, you know um the small town I'm from uh here just south of Dayton uh they've won three state championships all three of which were played right there in uh Paul Brown Tiger Stadium um you know I went up there in 1994 was the first time I'd been in Paul Brown Tiger Stadium and I didn't know much about the history but uh you know uh you know as I, as as I got older, you know, and uh, got to know more about the game, and I don't know. You know, if you love football and you had an appreciation for the sport, you know, high school football is the purest form of the sport. You know, you've got to have, if you don't like masculine, at least you've got to respect it, you know. Um, yeah. There's just so much there it's hard to you know it's it's really hard to sum it up you know it's just a it's a special magical place you know and it, it, if you love football you love history uh you gotta love Maslin.
3: yeah i mean i agree with you there definitely and uh i mean yeah it, it is something that's really hard to describe besides just you know saying how amazing it is um so here's a question for you: How far of a drive is it for you, and how many games have you made it to this year?
5: Okay, it's it's a little over three and a half hour drive.
0: Um,
5: this year, I've made it to uh, uh, made it to the Akron Saint Vincent Saint Mary's game. Um, I, made it to, uh, I made it to I made it to I made it. I didn't even. Barberton was away, so I went to I went to the Barberton game. Um, went to Camp McKinley. I've gone to that one uh, every year for the last four years, no matter if it's home or away. Um, went to Penn Trafford. I saw that, and uh, I came up for the Gateway game. And I'm 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 in section uh, I'm in section five. Uh, so shout out to section all the all the folks section set in section five um, but I've been there the last uh, I've had those season tickets for the last three years I believe
3: that's awesome um, so here in the playoffs um, you know what have you noticed you know what what kind of impressions have you taken away from this team this year and you know what are you expecting this week in the state championship game
5: Rob it's a complete team I tell you you know it's not it's not just one side of the ball or the other. Uh, it's a special team. I think they've, you know, a team that's experienced, you know, you're talking about, you know, a team that's made deep runs in the playoffs the last, uh, three years here. Um, I think it's just special on, you know, on all four phases of the game, you know, offense, defense, special teams, and, you know, the coaching. And then, you know, maybe there's some other intangibles there, you know, uh, talk about the waiting room, you know, uh, stuff like that. Uh, I, I
1: just,
5: I just think it's a team of destiny, you know, and I, I don't think, it, I don't think they're going to be denied, you know. I think that, uh, you know, they've been built for this. Um, like I said, you know, this this group of uh, juniors and seniors, I think they they've been built for this for the last uh, three years now.
3: Yeah, I mean, this is a very experienced group that we have here, and you know, I, I agree with you there. That just, you know, it feels like you know everything's adding up to Maslin winning a state championship game this year. Um, I, did I see it correctly that you're coming up this week?
5: Oh yeah, I'll be up there this week. Uh, I'll be coming up. I'll be coming up early Thursday. Uh, took the day off. I work four tens, so uh, you know, I've already. Uh, I took Thursday off, um, I wouldn't miss it for the world, you know, uh, like I said, it's, uh, you know, it's one of the, I enjoy, you know, Rob, I work hard, uh, you know, I sacrifice a lot to provide for myself and my family, uh, and this, I enjoy this, you know what I mean? I, uh, you know, as a blue collar worker, you know, I, I can't afford, uh, season tickets to the Buckeyes or, you know, uh. To the Bengals, you know, closer to where, but I, but but I can go up to Maslin, and and to me that's 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 even more special than either because, like I said, I I feel like this is the purest form of the game, and uh, it it doesn't get any better than this, it really doesn't.
3: Yeah, I'm right there with you there, and uh, you you know just just by the way that you're talking, I mean, you you sound like an old school Maslin guy. You know, it sounds like you have that background, that mentality that, you know, has helped build Maslin to where they are now. So, you know, I, I think all of Maslin, you know, welcomes you in as a Maslin fan, and we definitely appreciate all of your support.
5: Well, I appreciate that, Rob. You know, uh, I'm just one guy, but that, you know, that one, those individual people make up the support and the backbone of, uh, of that community. I believe it's a blue-collar community. And uh, I think that's the spirit of the, the town, and I think that's, you know, the hard-working mentality of the kids, you know. And, uh, you know, I, I, think that's, I think that's what, uh, you know, individual, you know, it's individual building blocks that, uh, that, that make that up, you know, uh, lays the foundation there. And, uh, you know, that's where the success has been built there, you know, you know from the ground up.
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, so not going to lie here, you know, the system that we're using for all these phone calls is um, not the most perfect practice system have we ever used. So it starts to act funky if we, you know, we hit that 10 minute mark. It kind of cuts us off sometimes. Um, so we got about a minute left here. Um, what's your final prediction for the state championship game?
5: Oh, the final prediction: the Tigers are going to go away with the, the state title. Uh, there's no doubt about it in my mind. Uh, like I said, I've, they've prepared for this. This is this is a moment that they've, uh, you know, this is a moment they've been they've been uh, sacrificing for in the off season. Uh, you know, all the you know all the setbacks, all the you know everything in our society now is an immediate thing. You know, they don't appreciate the build. The build for this has been three years in the making and the payoff's going to be Thursday night The Tigers are going to take home the title and I hope to see you guys downtown, you know uh, You got my number feel free to call me. I'm going to be in town uh, Love to celebrate with you guys pregame postgame um, But I, there's no doubt in my mind. It's going to be a Tigers win
3: Yeah, I, I agree with you there um, yeah, I mean I'm definitely looking forward to everything before the game, everything after the game. Um, You know, it was really nice talking to you, and, you know, hopefully we can get you back on again at another time and uh, looking forward to trying to meet up with you on Thursday. Um, But, hey, thanks for getting a hold of us and being a caller on the Black Swarm Hotline.
5: Yeah, Rob, and let me tell you guys, you you guys, I I know that it's... uh, um, you guys do provide great insight and there's, there is a, you know, uh, you know, it, 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 really is a great podcast, you know, for for the people that are Tiger fans, for the people that are, you know, football fans in general um, you know, there is with the coaches with the, you know, all that you guys do provide a great insight that there's, there's some levity there. There's some, you know, comedy, but there is, you know, that insight there with the coaches. It's great. You know, and I and I know Tiger fans. You know, not just myself, but Tiger fans in general. You know, it. it you know, it, it is a great podcast.
3: We really appreciate that. Um, we love all your support. We see all your interactions, and uh, you know, it's really nice to hear that because this just started off as something that you know we kind of threw together on a whim, and you yep. know, here we are today. So, I mean, we appreciate that. Appreciate all your support, and uh, I mean, hey. Go Tigers! We'll see you on Thursday. Let's do this. Go Tigers!
4: T
5: I G
3: E R S. Let's go. Let's go. All
5: right. Hey, thanks, Ted.
4: We'll see you on Thursday. Go Tigers! Bye.
1: All right. So we got uh, two phone calls this evening. I'd say nice little proof of concept there. Got some good content too. What do you think, Rob?
3: As of right now, it worked. (laughs) Let me know when you're done editing, (laughs) and see if it still works or not. But um. I mean, yeah, it was an idea that we've had for a little while now, just, you know, making it possible and, you know, finding a way to, you know, actually make it viable in the podcast. Um, But that's definitely exciting moving forward, Um, especially if we can kind of work out some of the wrinkles.
1: Yeah. And a lot of wrinkles there are. So uh, just everybody, you know, out there, let us know what you think, how that's how it sounded. If you want to get on there, talk, just shoot us a DM, you know. At Black Swarm Pod on Twitter, the Black Swarm Podcast on Facebook, and just subscribe to our stuff, uh, the Black Swarm Podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. And also, while you're at it, go down to JP Simon's store, as Simon says, our sponsor. Uh, Get some awesome swag, hopefully, some Oh
3: Maslin State Championship shirts here soon. Absolutely um yeah so get down there before the game make sure you wear as much orange and black as possible on thursday go to the game um it's worth it you know you you don't want somebody to ask you 10 years from now where were you when mass won that state championship game oh well you know me and my buddy went down to the corner bar and well they they had it on no go to the game all right There are people that can't go to the game and I understand that, you know, I'm not saying every single person in the world should be there, but if you are physically capable of going to the game, go to the game. All right. It's, it's worth it. These kids deserve it and there's no experience like it. So do your best to get to the game.
1: Yeah. You know, when you're a dad, an uncle, uh, you know, mom, aunt, grandpa, grandma, all that, it's like. When a when little kid comes up and asks, you know, what was it like watching Maslin win their first state championship on the field? Probably not going to say it like that, but, you know, that's going to be the gist of the question. Are, do you really want to sit around and say, well, you know, it was really cool watching it from my living room on my laptop or, you know, down at the bar or listen to it on the radio? No. You want to say how you felt in that stadium when we finally
3: do it this Thursday? absolutely so you know make sure you get out to the game get there early um we're gonna pack the stands you know wear warm clothes there's no excuse to leave because you got cold there's no excuse not to go because you think it might be cold we live in northeast ohio we all have layers of clothes if you don't go get some all right go down to simon's store and you know pick up some warmer clothes um you know We need as many people as possible at this game, and it's not going to happen by every person that's on the edge of if they're going to go or not stays home. Go to the game. It's worth it.
1: Yeah. So go to, you know, make that little trip over to Canton, pack Tom Benson Stadium like we always do every other year anyway, make it a sea of orange and black, let LaSalle know what they're really coming into, and – Go watch history happen. Absolutely. With that, go Tigers. Beat LaSalle. Go Tigers.
3: Go Tigers.
0: I grew dark I put the pedal down To make some time There's something good Waiting down this road I'm picking up Whatever is mine I'm running